Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. We have the contract. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. Yes, the Giants have paid Daniel Jones an average of $40 million a year with an additional uh, uh, bonus package of up to $35 million in incentives. That is the state of the QB market in the NFL in 2023. Meanwhile, the Ravens are offering Lamar Jackson to anyone who's interested uh, with a non-exclusive tag for two first-round picks. And a bunch of teams just uh, came out and said they're not interested, which is the clearest sign of collusion you will ever get because all these teams signing up for not winning when they could just trade for a potential MVP candidate is insane, it's like especially the Falcons. The Falcons have absolutely nothing to lose. They would absolutely be the team training for it. But we know the NFL is trying to cap these salaries. Uh, Even further than what they do with the actual salary cap, they're trying to cap the individual player salaries. And that's what this is stemming from. The the Deshaun Watson uh, contract to the Browns, again, no one understands the Deshaun Watson contract, uh, especially with how much guaranteed money he got given the legal situation, and even the uh, production numbers didn't warrant the contract. And so NFL and the teams are trying to stop the, stop, uh, stop uh, uh, some of these players from resetting the market, again, above what Deshaun Watson is making with the $250 million it, uh, uh, guaranteed money. I mean, Deshaun Watson making uh, $50 million a year. Now, by comparison to Deshaun Watson, could Daniel Jones make $40 million per year? Yeah, but there's no way Daniel Jones is worth $40 million. But you're telling me Lamar Jackson can't make more than $50 million per year? This is, where, this is where we have a problem. Because right now, the NFL has too many quarterbacks that are making top dollar that have no business making top dollar. Now... The reason why is that it's easier for uh, it's easier for uh, GMs to keep uh, uh, some of these players signed to contracts that they have no business, and I mean no business uh, getting, because they don't want to risk pissing pissing off. Uh, uh, they don't want to piss, uh, risk pissing off uh, the, the their NFL owners. That that's that's realistically what the situation is. So between the Deshaun Watson contract, where he's getting uh, fifty million uh, per year, we're getting um, Kyler Murray uh, around forty six million. Russell Wilson's he's coming in around. 40 uh 40 uh around 47 million uh Josh Allen uh basically 
He's about 43, so he needs to get bumped up uh, for the Bills, essentially. And then, uh, you know, Dak was coming in at 40. So Daniel Jones is making the exact same money as Dak Prescott, which, again, as bad as Dak played, this was Dak's worst year. Dak still outperformed Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones had 15 passing touchdowns. And not just for the passing touchdown stats, here's the other issue with Daniel Jones. When it's coming into the red zone, the Giants, for all intents and purposes, check it down even further. So when it, it when you actually get to the red zone, the Giants' average yards per attempt is under four yards. The Giants do not trust Daniel Jones to throw the football. I, I like I don't know what else to tell you, folks. So, uh, you know, the the joke of it is that Dak played his worst year as a professional last year and his numbers were still <laughs> were still better than Daniel Jones from a, a passing standpoint. And now, yes, you can bring up uh, the rushing yards Daniel Jones uh, had, but that's because we're running essentially an option offense uh, where you would have essentially a Tim Tebow-like quarterback and... That's what Daniel Jones is. He, he's running the Tim Tebow offense without the baggage of Tim Tebow. What whether you liked it, like, uh, thought Tim Tebow was a good quarterback or not, the reason why Tim Tebow did not uh, last in the NFL was because of the outside distraction baggage that he brought with him, not for the play on the field. It was, it was the baggage of the religious uh, overtones and everything else. The baggage is what um, got uh, there in the end. But that's what the Giants are running. They're, they're, they're running the Team Tebow offense. So everyone talking about this massive development spike and growth, uh, it's not there. It, it, you, it's, it's a narrative that well and truly uh, does not exist because it's not that he grew as a passer. It's just that he was hidden as a, as a passer um, and, you know, it... it the uh, Dayball and the coaching staff made it work. That's the simple fact of the matter. Daniel Jones did not have a good statistical year as a quarterback, but the team was better than the sum of its parts. And for those of you saying that, oh, if he had better wide receivers, it would make a difference. In the offense that the Giants run, having a better wide receiver, and yeah, if Kadarius Tony actually uh, acted like he gave a damn about playing for the Giants, yeah, would it help the passing stats a bit? Yeah, but it's at best a 5% increase to his passing stats. Like, we are not talking about a massive uh, jump in terms of uh, uh, passing stats. The the only area where you may, uh, you may uh, be able to say uh, that uh, Daniel Jones could get uh, to a certain level if we upgraded wide receiver and brought in uh, not AJ Brown, obviously, but an AJ Brown type of talent, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, even then, you're still probably going to average less than six yards a uh, uh, six y- six yards a pass for Daniel Jones, like. The Giants' offense is just not built for him throwing the ball deep down the field. That's just that's just the truth. It, it really is the truth of the matter. Like he's not a great deep ball thrower. He's a he's a worse passer than than Tannehill. But his ceiling, maybe if the Giant and this is probably what the Giants are basing off of, maybe if they can continue to improve his deep ball passing, he might get to Tannehill's level in the next couple of years. And that that's where maybe we could see him be a quarterback capable of throwing uh, close to 3,500 yards per year. Or even or gas 4K. Because if he throws for 4,000 uh, yards per year, then Giants fans uh, who are Jones supporters will never shut up about uh, how good he is. But that's the, <laughs> that's the logic that Kirk Cousins defenders always use. Is that Look how many yards he can throw for. But it's the efficiency of... The offense that I always question for for Kirk as well, by the way, and uh, I know Jared Goff is getting his defenders with the Lions, but uh, you've got a quarterback who can only throw well inside of a dome. But the NFC is so weak at the quarterback position this year 
I mean, coming into next season uh, with Brady's retirement, you're basically looking at not much after uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, Matthew Stafford. It, it, it's really shallow. You got Dak, but you've got a lot of question marks uh, uh, at the quarterback position. You know, and Jones is technically in the top five in the NFC you can make an argument for because of all the issues, because you don't know what the Cardinals offense is going to look like without Kingsbury. Uh, you don't, you're not, uh, you're not sold on, uh, you know, it, it, it's just not uh, uh, a great situation uh, in terms of the quarterback play in the NFL, which is what makes this Lamar Jackson situation even more appalling that all these teams are supposedly out on Lamar Jackson when they have major quarterback holes to fill. It doesn't make sense for the commanders and the Falcons to be out. And again, the timing of them saying that they were out on Lamar Jackson uh, came within a half hour of the Ravens putting the the non-exclusive franchise tag on them. It's collusion. You can't prove it in a court of law, but from a common sense standpoint, it's collusion because the fir- the two first round picks in the grand scheme of things mean relatively little. You can build an NFL team without having the first round picks. It's uh, and people could say, "Oh, it's the max contract that you have to give out." With the way NFL contracts are structured, with the bonus money you can allocate, a good GM can uh, funnel the money elsewhere. This is just coming down to. NFL teams trying to set a salary cap on individual player salaries, especially at the quarterback position, without having to revisit the CBA. That's what this is coming down to. So, take it for what you will. Daniel Jones is a beneficiary. Lamar Jackson is a loser in this scenario because you're elevating inferior quarterbacks at the expense of the quarterbacks who should be getting paid more because they have skill sets that gap and significantly gap their counterparts. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into uh, uh, a a conversation with my dad because he wants to talk about this contract situation, and he's uh, he's, uh, very bothered by the Lamar Jackson situation uh, as well. So we'll get his thoughts. So we'll take a quick break and come right back after this. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. Callie, I know, I know, I know, I know what, I know why you wanted to talk to me. And I'm just going to say it right here and right now. I need you to accept the deal for what it is and wrap your arms around Daniel Jones even though he's horribly overpaid, and just accept that we are probably going to be locked in for six to eight wins for the next three to four years. How 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 much is the deal? It's uh, give or take, uh, depending on the year, because uh, it seems to be front loaded. But it, it may be about forty five uh, uh, forty five a year for the first two years. That's too much money. 
But it depends on if he hits bonuses, which are probably very easily attainable. Look. The way they should have done this, okay? The way the Giants should have approached this is you, you offer Jones a certain amount of money. And I'm telling you, in the high 30s, okay? 36, 38, anywhere around there. If he doesn't want to take that, you put the non-exclusive tag on him. So here, here, so here's here's the joke of this all. Basically, we know exactly what happened. Sean wanted to do that. Sean wanted to do the non-exclusive tag on Jones and just give Saquon a deal. But two things happened. A, Saquon didn't want a, a, a... Well, he wanted more money on a long-term deal because he's been carrying the offense and he wants more money to secure that. And two... Jones' boss is John Mara, and John Mara wants a long-term deal for Jones. And so, Sean, and I told this people this from the jump, I wanted to wait and see to see how much autonomy Sean really has versus Dave Gettleman. Because Gettleman made a bunch of stupid moves, but part of what I think is the case is Gettleman was a yes-man for John Mara and, and the family making stupid moves. And this whole Daniel Jones contract situation, the more it kept reading out, it seemed as though Sean was putting out uh, some stuff on his own and then getting uh, sabotaged by his own internal uh, team on the Giants talking about how they're looking like the, it, like it seemed like Jones's camp was leaking stuff about the contract moving forward, but it seemed like Mara was leaking stuff to the media about the contract and uh, the fans should be okay that Daniel Jones is, is staying on the team. Like the 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 problem with this whole situation is that you've got Sean trying to run the Giants like a like a business, and the Maras wanting to keep the guy that they like. They they want they want Daniel Jones, and they want him being paid and recognized just like any other QB in the league. Even though we know who he is, we know Daniel Jones is not a top ten QB. But the but it doesn't matter to the Maras. They want the perception of Daniel Jones that he's a legitimate QB. And that mattered more than anything else. So no matter what Sean wanted to do, he was always going to be hamstrung by his, his actual boss, which is John Mara. Because you know Tish isn't involved in this situation. Tish realistically doesn't give a damn. Tish only cares if the PSLs are not, are not filled. And the Giants had a good year, so the PSLs are filled, so Tish doesn't really care about uh, the internal workings. He just lets Mara handle it. So, at the end of the day, Sean's got to answer to Mara, and Mara wants Jones on a, you know, a comparable deal that it doesn't look like uh, Jones was begging for money, and Jones got embarrassed by the rest of the market. So the Giants were essentially bidding against themselves, to make it look as though, yeah, we we, we reached the compromise. I, that's the thing I don't understand. Because if you put that on exclusive tag, which team is giving you two first-round picks for Daniel Jones? Nobody is doing it. Nobody. So he would have to stay a giant. You know? And it, it would have been another year where you say, prove to me. So... If 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 he gets better ne- the next year, then okay. So you know you're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. But that's the dice you roll. You know. I that's know. The- I so Kelly, you you you're trying to speak from a place of logic, and I'm trying to tell you this is not a place of logic. You are dealing with meddling owners, and they don't care. And so I and, I, and I'm gonna say this clear. Literally what the Giants could have done, and no one will talk about this, but I'll talk about it, and this is how you know the NFL is filled with collusion, the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. Now, that went out, and then as soon as the non-exclusive tag went out, you started getting tweets to reporters saying about five or six different teams, including Washington, Atlanta, 
All these teams that need quarterbacks, mind you, the Colts, all these teams that need actual quarterbacks. Uh, somehow, all these teams are not looking to trade for Lamar Jackson. Like that's the indication. The NFL is engaging in blatant collusion by telling these teams not to trade for these QBs. Now, in the Daniel Jones case, no one was going to be trading for him anyway. <laughs> it's just just it's it, it, it's it's just a matter a matter of situation. So realistically, yeah, could the Giants have picked up the option and locked themselves into the twenty two million? Yeah, but you know, Sean was just saying I need a prove it year. Now, could they have done another prove it year? Yeah, that would have been a prudent thing to do. But John Merrill was not going to be on board with that. John Merrill wanted a long term deal for Jones because he he's Jones's biggest supporter, and so as long as he's Jones's biggest supporter. He's not going to entertain the thought of someone else being in, in, in under center for the Giants, and 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 by the way, you know people don't want to mention uh, bring this up, but like let's just call a spade a spade. There's a there's a very distinct reason why in the almost a hundred year history of the Giants that the Giants have neither drafted a black QB, and we have a grand total of one NFL start by a black QB, which was the game that Geno played after Eli got benched. So, you know, it's not that you could say it's racism, but there's a certain, I would say, bias. And you can tell by the commentary that you hear about Daniel Jones, given his stats versus pretty much anyone else you could draw a comparison to in the league as to why Daniel Jones got the deal that he did with the numbers he put up. Because no one in NFL history has gotten numbers as poor as Daniel Jones. And you can blame the offensive line. You can blame uh, the wide receivers. Everyone always blame, like wants to try to point fingers. But hell, even mediocre quarterbacks have been able to put up better numbers passing than what Daniel Jones has put up in his entire NFL career. And you could say that it's like it's it was it was the system failing him, this, that, and the other. Even middling quarterbacks can find ways of elevating talent. That's not what Daniel Jones does. We are running a Tim Tebow offense to enable what he can do, which is run the football and make short passes under ten yards. That's what he does. We're running a Tim Tebow offense. For better or worse, that's what we do. We can find ways of winning, but truth be told, that's what we're resorting to. We're going to see how how it goes because we're going to see how how much people we can sign, you know, because the team needs... Oh, we're we're not... Kelly, Kelly, you're talking as if the Giants are going to get demonstrably better. The money is going to Jones and Saquon, and we're going to try to fill some replacement players where we can, but the, the budget's already gone. Um, because I, 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 they had to know that if you pay him that amount of money... The, uh, Callie, the, Callie, you keep talking from a place of logic. John Merritt doesn't give a shit about that. Like, like, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Like, you're trying to speak from a place of logic. John Merritt is not trying to win. John Merritt is trying to put together something that he likes. The problem that they're going to wind up with, okay, is all the goodwill that they got this year. If that team starts falling flat on his face next year, everybody's going to know why. And, 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 you know, Jones is going to wind up being the fall guy, you know, because... People are gonna realize yeah, he's not worth that money. Everyone knows he's not worth that money. You know, but guess what? John Mara bought himself at least three years of PSLs with this season, and that's really all that matters. Because through the course of that contract, if Jones doesn't do it, then they'll thank him for his service, and then they will move. Uh, they'll finally turn it off. But John Mara did not want to admit the, uh, that he made a mistake with Jones in the first place. So we're, we're going to continue this experiment for another couple of years, and if it completely falls apart, then they'll consider drafting another QB. 
It's like, well, what do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you that they came, they, they debated the, the logic and the pros and the cons of bringing them back? No. <clears throat> Show made his pitch. He told them what we could have done other than signing Jones. And Mara said, fuck that. I want Jones. What, what, what's Jones supposed to do? <laughs> it's like your boss still, your boss, like you, you so I, I'll say it this way. Sean did the entire interview process of what he, how he wants to build a team, and he had to do the lip service about Daniel Jones about what he wanted to do, and so you know Sean had to sell Mara on you know we're gonna give you know we're we're not gonna move Daniel Jones year one we're gonna have him prove it in a year because that's what Mara cared about most he wanted to make sure that no one got drafted to replace Daniel Jones and that no one would be brought in. That's how Sean got hired in the first place. People need to understand that. Like when Dable got hired, and it was a pack uh, uh, before Dable even got hired, Sean basically had to prove to uh, Mara that they could try to rehabilitate Jones, and that's why Dable got the gig because get Dable's the quarterback whisperer, and they wanted to find a way to making Jones work. That was his job. They did their job. They made Jones. Because there are average fans looking at this and saying the Giants won X number of games. Daniel Jones improved. That's the reason why they won X number of games. Without actually watching watching the real game of understanding what the hell the Giants are doing on offense. That basically Daniel Jones is one of the most replaceable QBs in the league. Like in critical analysis, Daniel Jones is one of the most replaceable QBs in the entire league. But to average fans... They don't care about that stuff. And just like uh, the the average fan that we're getting with the Giants, Mara is an average football fan. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But he is the big decision maker. And so because he likes Daniel Jones, he likes Saquon. But as I said, it's not that he's maybe a racist. It's just that he's more prejudiced to a certain skin tone. Daniel Jones is always going to be a priority. So let's just, it is what it is. So from that context, Sean was boxed in and Jones's camp knew it. And that's why Jones switched his uh, agency to get maximize as much money as he could. Now, the only caveat that we didn't end up paying even more money to Jones is the Derek Carr deal. So because of what the deal Derek Carr signed with the Saints, it kind of boxed in what the market value for Jones was going to be in that capping that total at $160 million. And so from there, it came down to, okay, the cap uh, for the total amount, like base, is $160 million over the four years. And then it just came down to the bonus and incentive structure of how much more money he can get on top of that base. That's what this all came down to. So you got to just turn that frown upside down, know that we are not improving whatsoever, and embrace the seven to eight, maybe maybe one ten win season if we get lucky with the schedule after sucking next year, and just embrace the general mediocrity. Come on, Kelly. Embrace the mediocrity. Well, we're going to see. Because, like I said, we need we need help defensive backs. Need hey, defensive backs. don't worry about that. The, 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 our, our defensive backs are mediocre. They they give like a, about a a six yard cushion for everybody. So most people are be as are able to catch the ball and turn a field before the thing, and that's because they're not good enough. To, 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 to play man-to-man, you know. Yeah, but that's not going to change. So you're going to get more of that next year because defensive back is uh, maybe they'll invest one draft pick there. They'll probably invest more draft picks to try to make Jones look as good as possible. So they'll probably just draft uh, some receivers and a tight end and try their best to make Dan Jones look good. Come on, wrap your arms around it. Embrace the mediocrity, Pop. 
Uh, I, I, and I kept hearing that 160. I kept hearing that, that 160. And I kept saying, I just hope that that's just talk. And Embrace the mediocrity, Pop. Embrace it. I, I'm thinking that the way they, they should be looking at it is that if it's 160, if it's 160, that you're not going to have money to do anything. Embrace the mediocrity. It'll be okay. Embrace the mediocrity. We don't we don't need to be good, Kelly. We don't need to win titles. We just need to have a nice family run operation and a likable football team. That's all that matters. So, uh, amongst other items, uh, besides the Giants, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the Lamar situation where basically the league is trying to collude with these teams to make sure that Lamar can't get traded and they get his max deal because they don't want another Brown situation. The Browns screwed up so royally that the league is legitimately trying to collude to make sure no one else does the deal as dumb as what the Browns did for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I, yeah, that, that one, uh, you know, well, I, I, I'm, we're going to see if the press really is an independent body. Because it, 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 independent, independent body? Kelly... Adam Schefter works for basically 32 NFL teams. Woo, independent you know party. I'm talking about, talking about Schefter. I'm not talking about Schefter. I'm not talking about Schefter. I, 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 Schefter is just a mouthpiece for the NFL. But the, the, I'm, I'm talking about other, other guys because people know. People know. Kelly, Peter King is not going to speak out against the NFL. I can tell you. I can tell you. Most NFL writers are not going to speak out against the NFL, be, because most writers are too afraid of the NFL, and the people who might actually speak out on the NFL have no power over the NFL in terms of media coverage. The NFL makes sure to insulate itself, and they're going to blackball. Uh, they're going to try their best to blackball Lamar Jackson. Now, you may hear uh, something from, like, a Dominique Foxworth or uh, a Bamani Jones. Yeah, you'll you'll probably hear something along those lines. It's like, interesting how uh, the NFL teams are finding ways of uh, making sure that uh, uh, certain quarterbacks are taken care of and other quarterbacks are left to uh, just accept what the team gives them because of certain, uh, let's just say, biases, if you will, uh, in the, in the overall power dynamic of, uh, uh, player uh, team relations, but it's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's really not. It's like, I, I, I you know, I don't want to sound that pessimistic to folks that think that anything's going to change, but reality is ain't nothing going to change. So to me, when the when the league put its foot down, and then I started seeing all these messages of teams saying that they're not going to trade for them, and I'm looking at these teams saying, "Well, wait a second, you need to trade for them." And like the only team on the list that didn't show like a no was the Jets. Now, the Jets, I don't think the Jets would trade for Lamar Jackson just because I think they, uh, I think Woody is just so enthralled with the idea of getting Aaron Rodgers. That he's not even considering the possibility of Lamar Jackson. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I want to know if Arthur Blanc is going to let his team go go that way, and and because he don't have long again to to try to win a Super Bowl. Well, so he 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 doesn't, but. Arthur is also a team player when it comes to NFL owners. So if the league is putting its foot down and saying that 
Lamar has to stay with Bashadi and accept the deal that Bashadi's offering him. You know, Arthur Blank's not a Jerry Jones. He's going to play ball with the league. At the end of the day, he's going to play ball with the league. Because as much as these guys want to win, and the only guy that will buck the system because he's that much of an egomaniac and still wants to win is Jerry. But outside of Jerry, pretty much everyone else will lockstep fall in line. You know, Snyder... Uh, yeah, yeah, you can get a wild card with Snyder, but Snyder's usually more of an idiot. But it uh, will do just something dumb and reckless. But outside of outside of those uh, off off cycle examples, most guys fall in line because again, there's a reason why the NFL makes as much money as it does. It's because all these rich guys know what the game is and they fall in line and they follow and do what they told to make more money long term. Now, should they prioritize winning? Yeah, but like part of the deal when you sign into that ownership staple is you gotta abide by more of the code of what these other owners want to do as well. So yeah, while some of these decisions like obviously uh, negatively impact their own actual teams, which again sounds crazy to uh, a neutral observer. It's part of the cost of doing business. So I'm curious to see if anyone breaks uh, breaks uh, breaks stride and and does the trade with Lamar anyway. But for now, it looks like they're holding firm and they're going to try to see if they can break Lamar into accepting the deal that Bashadi's uh, trying to offer. But um oh before I let you go though hmm. we, we we still got to talk about this uh John Morant situation. Uh, Dwayne, let me tell you something, eh? I I am so fed up with these young guys that I it's it's like what what what's the point? Because I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. And I heard Kendrick Perkins say this yesterday. That, you know, all of these guys were always talking about you're not real and you got to be real. What, 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 are you, what are you doing this for? What, 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 who are you trying to pre- please? You know, you just signed a big contract, 160 million, you know, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Somewhere, somewhere, it's gotta be a little common sense. And this, I tell you, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense. I mean, it's not like this shit hasn't happened to guys before. You've seen guys who have blown, blown their careers with stupid decisions. I don't get it. I just don't get it, you know. And and, and uh, they, you know what? It's like kind of like not what we're talking about, you know. It, it's it's absolutely idiotic, you know. The street yeah. the street cred was just too much to resist, Pop. It's 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 it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You gotta have a little. Look, everybody is born with common sense. That's the one thing that's equal. Are, are you sure about that? Because uh, sometimes, 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 sometimes I wonder about that. I wonder about that statement sometimes, Pop. I don't know about that. <laughs> and everybody has it. It's just a matter if you want to apply it. It's there. This makes sense. This doesn't make sense. I. I and and the problem is, it's not a reach because you have examples where guys screwed it up, and this is what happened, and the guys who went. I mean, who who would you rather be? Uh, uh, and I'm not talking about his play. I'm not talking about his play. I'm talking about the way he ran. 
his his business his business sense. Would you rather be my my Michael Jordan, eh? or Magic Johnson? The way those guys pallied everything, you know. I mean, come on! Look at the guys who were successful. Well, they say they say Patrick Ewing still had the first money from the first contract he ever signed. Can you see? You just you know. The thing about it is, you you have the examples of guys who did things the right way, and you see where they are now. I mean, you 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 see that story with Junior Bridgman. Junior Bridgman never signed no big contract, and that guy is have like hundreds of millions of dollars because he invested his money in those fast food things, and he never went crazy. Spending money, or or, or 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 trying to be one of the guys, and all all of the 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 the, the bullshit that 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 goes on. It, 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 you gotta be kidding me! If in this day and age where you have so much information, that that's that's the other stupid thing, is that these guys have so much information and could get so much advice. And still be such idiots. I don't know what you want to do again. I don't know what you're gonna do again. You know, what, what else do you need? Because even with, if you know, and again, the league's not gonna mess around with this. Uh, if if they find, well, I mean, everyone knows he had the gun. But if the, if the, if like. <laughs> Basically, it's just like kind of confirming. He's like, how many guns? How much? It's like pretty much he's looking at the suspension for the rest of the season. Well, so, one of the problems he's going to have right now is the police are getting involved in it. You know, once the law gets involved, it has certain things that it's going to be automatic. You know, depending on, you know, how the laws there pertains you know certain states with guns it's you know okay you know but I, I I just don't understand it and 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 the the one thing I heard Stephen A. Smith say yesterday and I think this happens a lot he said you know he's talking about the, his, his his pops and his pops kind of acts like you know hey I mean, we get along. We went to games and stuff. We, you know, but hey, if I see you doing something that I think is the Iraq, you're doing what the hell is, as a matter of fact, if I see your sister doing it, and she's 50 years old, I, you know, I, I, allegedly, allegedly 50. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's like, I'm going to ask you what the hell is going on. You know, but like Stephen is, it says, he's got to talk to the pops that you're not one of his boys, he's his pops. And a lot of parents do that kind of shit. They kind of be like, they want to be their kid's friend. They're their friend. And know, when you see them doing certain things, you got to be like, hey, that's off limits. And so, right now, the situation with Morant, it's basically exposing the inner circle is not very up to speed as to what the hell they should be doing. Because why was he out so late in a nightclub again with, you know, if you felt the need to carry a gun, why why were you going out in the nightclub in the first place? Like, like what, why, what, like if your security detail can't protect you, well, why, why were you in that venue anyway? It doesn't even make any sense. And th- there were a bunch of other incidents ramping up during the year that was kind of alluding to it, and it was kind of getting blown off by the Grizzlies and whatnot, and it escalated into this. But it always starts somewhere where you get whispers of, hey, something's going on here, because, and that that's the, that's the thing, it's like, that was kind of what Shannon Sharp was kind of alluding to when they got into that altercation uh, the, uh, the other night was, 
you know, some of the things because like it it wasn't just Dylan Brooks. It was some of John his entourage getting into it with Sh- uh, uh, Shannon Sharp, and that's why Sharp kind of walked away because it was just like, well, wait, wait, wait a second, like, what, what, why do I and like, well, what, what, why are you guys rolling up on me? It's like, like we're in we're in a public forum, and that's part of the reason why like security escorted them out because even they saw the situation. It's like this doesn't look this isn't a good look. What look? Let me tell you something. I, I listened to the first take yesterday, and Stephen has said something. He said, one thing he's got to, he, he, it's a message he has for the young NBA guys. He say, the NBA knows everything. They know everything. They have all kind of ex-FBI, ex, you know, law enforcement people working for them. So everything that's going on, is if, if you think they don't know, they know everything, you know, because he says, he remembers a conversation, um, I'm trying to remember who he said, that David still called Carmelo Anthony into his office and tell him, hey, we know what you're doing. You know, stop what you're doing. You know, we know we know who you, who you, who you talk to, what you do, where he was, what time you came in, but we know everything. Which, 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 I mean, at the time, there's no, no, um, no social media and thing, but that is basically what the NBA did with Michael Jordan. Yeah. When, when, with, with the basketball, with the, the baseball thing. Hey, 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 hey. He, he just had an intense passion to play baseball. It had nothing to do with potential gambling debts and spiraling Uh, out of control. Michael was going... (laughs) Down that gambling road. The, the, the passion for baseball was too strong. Too strong. Yeah, realized Michael was too much of an asset to, 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 to waste. And they say, take a rest for two years. Go take a rest. And they sent him down there and say, yeah, go play baseball, go whatever. You like playing baseball, go, go on. And they, they sent him there. That was it. Because they knew. They knew, they knew, like I said, they, they knew, they know everything. They know everything. The same thing with the NFL. They know everything. You know, because this, this guy from Georgia. Oh, you know, boy, yeah. The, the, that, 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 like, they, they say, they, a lot of people know stuff, but nobody don't want to say nothing yet. Yeah, that, anytime you hear that, you know it's bad. Well, well, that's that's why like McShay was the first one to say something, and people started jumping on him. But those people didn't actually know what the story was. McShay already knew it, but like they they, they did they didn't want that getting leaked because George has been covering it up for the better part of two well since the national title game, which was two months ago. George has been covering this up because it you know it happened down south in Georgia, so like. They're good old boys, so they're trying to they're trying to cover him because they want him drafted by the league. But the NFL knows, so the teams doing their homework kind of know. It's like realistically, yeah, this guy probably should be facing a jail sentence. It's just getting covered up. But if someone starts digging around and starts filing lawsuits, you could have a, a big problem on your hands with a rookie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because one of the problems that teams are gonna have. You know, this guy may end up being in the fifth round or whatever. Because what teams are going to be scared is that they said uh, it's not this incident they're worried about. It's that there's more things. You know, this guy looks like he's going to be a a Josh Gordon kind of guy. You know, where... He, he's going to break the record for suspension. You know, you know so yeah. uh, you don't want to get into that. You know, so uh, it's because, like I said, they said, hey, there's other stuff, but people just don't want to talk about it yet. You understand? Yeah. So that, that's, 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 that's where you, you, you kind of have a problem. 
So. Yeah. So yeah, there was that. There was that situation, and then the last thing before I let you go was: uh, Do people still not understand what the MVP award is supposed to be? The MVP award is supposed to be a regular season award. It's not the who's the best player in the league because everyone keeps complaining about Jokic and the fact that he might win another MVP award. And my my counter to that is Jokic is the only one that's on a non-super team with no true all-star beside him other than him. And they have the best record in the toughest conference. So what 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 do you what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just say, well, yeah, but he's not the best player, so we can't give him the MVP? Like, of course you have to give him the MVP. He's the most he's the most valuable player on the team with, that's done well in multiple years. So yeah, he's gonna end up keep winning the MVP because all of you guys keep playing on super teams. The problem is that this is how it should have been. A while ago. And they are now doing it like a real MVP and not best liked player. It's the MVP. You understand? Because it's like you say, okay, if you take this guy off this team, where would it be? And that's 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 what they was not doing. For a lot of those years. Because because here's the thing. They keep trying to make it seem like the case of, oh, well, you know, you can't keep giving it to Jokic. It's like, you know, it's like when Steve Nash was winning the MVP. It's like, no, Steve Nash, like, that's an entirely different scenario. You could have made cases for Stoudemire or Sean Marion getting that MVP award instead of Nash. But guess what? The voters at the time gave it to Nash, which was dubious. Because the stats didn't necessarily back it up that he was the most valuable player. The stats back up Jokic, and when you watch that Denver team, you see that he is clearly the best player, and the rest of that team, if he's not there, they are basically a maybe, maybe, maybe at best, the 20th best team in the NBA without Jokic. Maybe and that Denver team should not be where it is, yeah, because you watch that team and they say, "How the hell are they winning?" Because even with um, oh my god, because I I like Jamal Murray, but if you look at if you look at that roster, you realize again, people don't want to play in Denver, people don't want to play in Utah. <laughs> it's like those are two places that people do not like playing in. So the, either they you have to draft, or someone gets disgr- uh, disgruntled and gets shipped off there. But guys do not like playing in those two uh, see, two spots. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, here, why Jokic is gonna win this all the time? Even when Murray is injured, that Denver team still beats people. Yeah. Okay. Even when Murray's not there. They, they still don't miss a beat. But if Jokic is not there, if anything happens and he miss games, watch how that team plays. They're a very easy team to beat without him. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't watch much NBA anymore, but, I mean, you don't have to watch much to see that this guy, and, and you see, the the problem, like I said, the NBA, the NFL has done it too. A lot of these leagues have done it. Where they have screwed up the MVP voting. Where they, they get the best player, the most popular player, and not the MVP of the team. The MVP is, like I said, is to say, if this guy was here, what would this team be? And that's how that's it's the most valuable player. What they do, what what, what happens with a lot of these these sports? They give the most valuable player to the league, not to the team. Yeah, that that's the way they vote the MVP. 
it's the most valuable player for the league. You know, a lot of fans, it's got a lot of fans, a lot of jerseys, whatever. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. Now, so now when they actually voting the MVP, the way it should be voted, now the fans are pissed off because you've spoiled them by the shit that you have done before. This is what happens. You know, this is what happens. So, uh, yeah, hey, they, they can't complain. You know? Now, now I realize why MB does be pissed off. Because it's the same thing. It's without, without, if MB is not there, Philadelphia ain't winning shit. Well, well, see, this is the problem. If MB didn't have Harden, it'd be an easier case to make. The problem is, you got James Harden there, and as long as Harden's there, so like basically, the year I thought you could have made the case was when Ben was refusing to play, and you know if they played out the string, but Philly you know, realized that they needed to offload Ben Simmons as soon as possible. And so they made, they made the, the Harden trade because they desperately were trying to get Harden the entire time. They finally got him. So for the back half of the stretch, he had Harden. You can't give it to Embiid at that point because he got banged up too as they got Harden. Like Jokic was there pretty much the entire season. So again, it's, you look at the roster, who's the most valuable player to the team? Yes. I know Embiid's the most valuable player to the Sixers. But that Sixers team, if you take Embiid off that squad and it's hard to lean that team, yeah, they can make the playoffs. Denver's not making the playoffs in the West. It's like there, no, there's no, no way. No, no, no. So, you know, again, it, yeah, it, it, and people are going to be like, yeah, but like that shouldn't matter. Well, what, 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 what do you mean it shouldn't matter? It's like. But Dwayne, you can't blame them. You can't blame them because if you give, if you keep giving kids candy every day, don't be surprised when the teeth when the teeth go bad. And that's what the, the that's what the leagues have done. The leagues have have given the MVP to the most popular player, the most popular star. That's what all these leagues have been doing, and and now. Now, you know, they they actually doing it right, and it looks wrong because they've they've, they've screwed it up before, you know. And of course, uh, you know it's gonna be it's you know you're gonna get the racial uh, part of it that. Well, well, that's what Kendrick Perkins was bringing up. It's like, oh, well, I see you just try to give it a little. To the white guy, and like JJ Reddick called him out on it because it's like, well, what, 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 what do you mean it, it's he's only getting it because he's white? Like, like so, what exactly are we supposed to be rating him on then? Yeah, but like I said, I feel for guys like Kendrick and them because they've been groomed so much with the way the league had done the things before. I complain about this for years that it's not they are not voting an MVP they are voting a, a popular player you know because I saw years when guys shouldn't have gotten MVPs and they got it yeah well yeah but like that that's the thing Perk is complaining about I know what Perk is complaining about he's complaining about Steve Nash he's complaining about Steve Nash he, Perk, Perk, Perk doesn't think Dirk Nowitzki should have won MVP the year that he won it. But technically, he was the best player on that Mavs team. He was the best player. Like, so I don't. Like, you can't complain to me. You can't complain about the Dirk one. The one you can question is the Steve Nash one. But guess what? It happened. It happened, and there there were other guys who didn't win MVPs. Like LeBron probably should have won some more MVPs. But are you taking it away from Derrick Rose? Would would you uh, like? I I don't think Russ uh, Westbrook should have won MVP, but that's because of stat padding. 
But Perk, Perk, but Perk, but Perk was Perk was a Westbrook's teammate, but he didn't bring up Westbrook when he talked about guys who should have won MVP. So it's like because Dwayne, that was the that that that's that's the MVP. That's the way we vote MVPs. The guy put up a, a lot of stuff on thing, and it has nothing to do with 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 asking that question. We are with this team. Because if Westbrook wasn't on that team, they'd still win the same amount of games. You see? But like I said, it's, it's, look, when you dig these holes sometimes, don't be surprised if the dirt falls in on you because you didn't show it up properly. And that's what's happening now. It's now they are correcting themselves and looking bad for it because you already spoiled, you know, you're the, 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 the horse is gone. Now you're building all these great fence <laughs> and fixing the, the nice gate and stuff. But hey, the horse is gone. So you're going to have complaints about that all the time now. And I'm, I'm, I don't want it to make it look like if um, Jokic shouldn't get it. He should get it because that's the way it should have been done before. In the first place. Yeah, but but my whole thing is people complain. It's like, yeah, but how are you going to give it to him three years in a row when he's not the best player in the league? It's like, well, guess what? The league has changed compared to past years where literally all of you are teaming up together instead of trying to win it on your own and and, and trying to increase your odds of winning. Guess yeah, what? That, that should actually impact whether or not you can make an MVP or not. And they, they want to have the cake and eat it too. That's the problem. They, they 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 don't want to they don't want to accept any consequences of what happens when you join these super teams. Then technically, no one's an MVP because all of you can actually carry a team on your own. So none of you are MVP because all of you can carry a team. Yeah, well, there's there's what I'm saying. Look, look. These leagues gotta clarify what they mean by MVP because. They, like I said, they give the most valuable player to the league. And and what, what I mean when I say to the league, by the fan base. <laughs> That's basically what the MVP is. The most valuable player to the league. By how much ticket sales and how much jerseys and... That's what they do. And that's not what they... They need to clarify. When you say MVP, what do you mean? Because my understanding with that is most valuable player to the team. If that guy is not there, what happens? You understand? So, I, I, you know, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I will leave it off there because I, I know it's a uh, it's a, it's a, it's been a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll catch, we'll catch up later. And okay. like I said, you gotta embrace, you gotta embrace just being average. You gotta embrace, bra- embrace those average giants and hold them tight because all we've got are Jones and maybe Saquon for maybe another year or two because they're if they tag them this year, they're gonna tag them again next year, no matter how cranky he gets. And uh, just embrace, embrace the average, embrace it. All right, Bob. Take it easy. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, again, some Giants fans are going to be, like, just over the moon about Daniel Jones being here long-term, which shouldn't be a shock to anyone, given how Mara loves the guy. Others are going to be just sick to their stomach about the contract. I look at it from the situation of, realistically... The Giants aren't anywhere close to competing for a title. They're trying to rebuild. They'd rather just do the rebuild with people that they trust and like and go from there rather than trying to start from scratch again because Merritt did not want to do another rebuild. So even though a proper rebuild is probably the better way of going about it, they're hoping that maybe somehow this is actually... Uh, 
some type of floor for Daniel Jones, which, realistically, if you watch the game tape, you know is not the case. But, you know, at the end of the day, the owner calls the shots. So, you're just going to have to live with it. We'll do, and again, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop with the Jets. So, when we get a better idea of if this Aaron Rodgers thing does come through for the Jets, we'll do the State of New York Sports uh, Compedium where we assess all the New York sports teams and just where the uh, range of emotion should be between hopeful and just pure copium. So more to come there. Obviously, we've got baseball around the corner as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about the uh, Yankees and Mets as well when we do that. <laughs> we'll do that top-level overview of New York sports. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know. Daniel Jones, long-term deal for the Giants. Uh, You know, it is what it is. (laughs) So we'll leave it off uh, there for now. Have a good one, folks. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.